0: Striking Chords with Jonathan Douglas. Here, talking with poet laureate Andrew Motion. I do spend also a great deal of time going around schools and talking to pupils about their work, and also talking to educationists in general about how to protect and promote Poetry within academies. And this seems to me absolutely vital thing, vital thing to do, for a number of reasons, most of which are pretty obvious, I guess. But it seems to me, in essence, that if you can think of ways of combining, criticising, and creating, um, then both activities are enhanced by this, deepened and made and made more interesting. Um, but an even larger point would be to, to say that if our education systems operate particularly at pre-university uh, stages in a way which simply drill students to pupils to pass exams um, and subject them to a kind of regime of assessment that is um, too relentless then you strip out of their experience of being educated um, everything that is to do with the imagination. I mean I'm not sure how it is here in Hong Kong but it's certainly true at home that. In the last couple of generations or so, there has been an increasing pressure put on kids to think of education purely in exam terms and this is if that were allowed to remain the case, it would be disastrous. It would take the humanity out of education
1: It, it is interesting that there is this this tension has has grown between those two disciplines, if that 's mm-hmm. the right word, between literary criticism and creative writing. Yes, well,
0: I think it is interesting, and I think that English studies. Um, particularly at university level, have a rather paradoxical expression on their face at the moment. On the one hand, in the last couple of generations, the, lang- the language of criticism has become more and more arcane, I mean, less and less... Or more specialised, I should say, in a more neutral way, less and less like the language um, that people talk in the world at large, um, jargonized, specialised, all these kinds of things, while at the same time... Um, there has been a a theoretical interest in allowing more room to be given to the imagination, which is now being, I hope, being given more practical support and chances to to show itself. So on the one hand you have a kind of closing of the the sense to the academy um, to do with the specialist language that, that has grown up and on the other hand a rather opening Sense of opening, uh, allowing more room for the imagination. So it is a, it, it is a strange, in some respects rather sort of confused time. I think.
1: Have you, in your few days here in Hong Kong, encountered any example of um, imaginative work that that is fairly remarkable?
0: Yes. I mean, I think that you run workshops for a number of different reasons. You run them, of course to try and see whether people are writing poems which other people are going to want to read and on very, very good days you get work of exceptional quality and there have been gleams and glances of that uh, high quality work here, but you also run them for a number of other reasons too, you run them um, and you wish to go on, I wish to go on promoting these things because you want to say this is about communication skills at at a sort of, to put it at its most basic level Um, people who are made to think more imaginatively, more tensely about the language they use will um, by and large be better at whatever they go on to do. They may not go on to become writers. They might go on to become teachers. They might uh, go on to work for a bank. But even if they go off to work for a bank, um, they're going to be better at their job if they're better at talking to one an- to one another about um, their work and the things around their work. So I think in all kinds of ways, these uh, in these sorts of encounters
1: validate themselves. In your talk at the British Council recently, you read a poem about your father. I think you um, you read a poem about in response to the to the Iraq War. Private and public mm. exp- um, inspiration. To what extent do you feel strong emotion needs to be the 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 engine for poetic expression? Poetic expression.
0: I think it depends on what kind of poet you are. Probably, I and I'm sure that in my case. The wish to write poems originally was to do with um, trying to find ways of dealing with strong feeling as I discovered feeling in myself, as my feelings, my adult feelings manifested themselves. Um, I'm capable of enjoying and admiring poems by other people that aren't, that don't prioritize strong feeling. And I'm also capable of being interested in writing poems, which which want to prioritize ingenuity of one kind or another, over-strong feeling. But I'm in no doubt that uh, fundamentally, the poems that I feel are most important for me to write and the poems that I most enjoy by other people are ones which uh, both control and release very strong currents of feeling, um, either about intimate connections between individuals, uh, love poems and so on and so forth, or uh, to help us understand what, as human beings, we think of the conditions of our lives and the certainty of our death uh, in a charged way. And poems without strong feeling, uh, for me, are um, can be valuable but are less interesting.